You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 332. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Welcome to the show, my friends. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is my recommended go-to place if you want to start a website. And let's face it, many of us have time right now. If you're thinking about doing something entrepreneurial, starting your own type of coaching practice, etc., Squarespace would be my recommended first place to go to create a site that's very simple, streamlined, beautiful, and easy to code and put together yourself. As I've shared before, my recommendation, if you try it, is find a template that you like and love, then schedule a photo shoot with a photographer, show them the template in the site and the needs that you're gonna have and the pages you'll use, and then have them cater the photo shoot and the way that they'll style it and the way that the photos will be positioned in the site so they already know, do they need a landscape photo? Do they need a vertical photo? Do they want you looking off in a certain direction for the design of the site template? And you will have a really beautiful custom looking site so simply. If you wanna also check out, we use it ourselves here at Team Lively. You can go check it out. Our Squarespace site is the livelycommunityfoundation.org. If you wanna try this yourself, head over to squarespace.com lively for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code lively to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. I hope you love it as much as we do. In addition, this show is also sponsored by FreshBooks. FreshBooks is bookkeeping software that is for creatives and business owners of all sorts that want to love their bookkeeping as much as they love their social media and all of the other elements of their business. I personally have been using it, like I said, since the beginning of time, really, I think it's 2012, so about eight years now. I love it. The team is so lovely. The program is so lovely. The staff is so lovely. If you have any questions, they've customized it for so many use case scenarios. It is a joy. And if you are looking at the April deadline for the U.S. to do your bookkeeping for this last year and you want to have a good fresh start for 2020, please give it a shot and see if you love it as much as I do personally. It truly is one of my favorite things. And I just love even the people that are there too. It's just good through and through. It's great to use. It's great to have to connect with the people when you do, if you ever would need to. It's just a joy. I really do love it. And it's fun to see you guys loving it as well as I've seen on Instagram comments. To get a free 30-day trial, to check it out yourself, you can go to freshbooks.com lively and then enter the lively show in the how did you hear about us section to let them know you found out through the show. All right, guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for the great feedback I saw on Instagram about last week's episode. It was such a joy to create for you, and it's been interesting to kind of consider what do I want to do for you guys this week? But actually, before all of that, before I get into this week, let me give you some other updates. I actually have some fun things. Given the new lifestyle we all have, I have basically been thinking about how we can serve you guys in the best and highest way during these interesting times. So one of the things I thought for those that are at home right now, especially if you're in a quarantine situation where you're not allowed to leave your house very often, if you are a previous like flow with intention client, a C-school person, you've taken one of our classes in the last four or five years, you can do it online again if you want to. So like I said, like flow with intention, if you've done that in years past, I know we have like almost a thousand people I think have gone through that course. If you have and you want to go through it again and refresh on all of that kind of content, you are welcome to align that way if you want to. And if you haven't already joined any of our courses, we thought about you guys too. If you haven't done it already, 
we've bundled together a bunch of our courses from the past and we've created a what Michaela has called Magic Flow School Ultimate Course Bundle, which is combining C School, which is all about the subconscious and how the brain states work. So it's a bit more of the scientific side of things. Then there's Magic Not Manual, which has never really been officially released in its recorded form. So the evergreen. And if you've been interested in how to release emotional beanbags, we go through that on the call. So you see it in real time, which is awesome. And then of course, Flow with Intention and all of the many, many, many hours of Flow with Intention that we've done over the years in the past. You can get all three of these in the same bundle for $4.44. And because of our current situation with everybody at home at this exact time, we've offered a code COZYTIME, all one word, to get 22% off that $4.44 price point until April 14th. So if you wanna go dive into C-School, Magic Not Manual, or Flow With Intention, or all three of them, this would be the place to go if you haven't joined our courses before and you want to dive in. You'll have plenty of time potentially to do so. And like I said, you go over to justlively.com slash bundle and of course, if you've already purchased one of these courses in the past and you want to just have reaccess to the course that you've previously purchased, Michaela can help you log in if you've forgotten your login information. In addition, on the team, we are very busy over here. We have IVFT, Inner Voice Facilitator Training. The beta version is starting next week. So we're gonna do a deep three-week intensive with a small group of people that will become the squad leaders and student teachers for the live round of IVFT. We don't have any details yet on the IVFT full launch, so stay tuned for that. That'll be in the coming months. We're gonna let things play out as they need to, but for the next three weeks, starting next week, I'm very excited to do that. the collective collective if you have been a part of that thank you so much for joining us we have our last call next week and then we're going to take a pause and then re-begin the collective collective potentially sometime in may so if you're interested in collective collective and being a part of the group that we're doing with that that's been really fun to go deeper with people that are ready to and then seeing the community that's formed with that and the meditations they're doing together as a group. It's really, really cool. So anyways, in addition to all of this other stuff, we also are designing a new website for justlively.com. It's been a few years since I've updated and even though the site still looks pretty pretty, I love design and it's just kind of my favorite thing about this physical reality. So we're gonna do an update and I'm so excited. We're working with Jenna of Sunday Studio, Sunday Studio. I don't really know how to say the name, but it's a beautiful site and I am so excited to share with you as we get that ready to share as well. So. One more thing, the Lively Community Foundation. This is the foundation. If you guys don't already know, 10% of all revenue that comes through Team Lively or the Just Lively Creative goes straight into the foundation for basically giving out grants and free RTT sessions for people to release trauma. So we have other like non-financial like programming as well. Like we have different things like the well-being pages. By the way, the well-being pages, I should mention that. The well-being pages is a place, if you're a modality therapist type of helper type person in the world, but are not doing RTT, but you want to offer your services for free to release trauma and help the mental and emotional well-being of the planet grow, and you want to actually do something for free, and you want to donate your services or a program, you can go and on the well-being pages, we'll have a directory of sites and resources for people to use that you would like to submit. So if you are a modality of any type and you have something you want to offer, You're welcome to email Nishi. Her email is hello at livelycommunityfoundation.org. So you can do that. And also, this is the big thing. 
our foundation has the Emotional Wellbeing Brigade. That's our big thing with the RTT grants going out and also free RTT. And our newest focus is for COVID experiencers. So if you have COVID, if you are a first responder in the hospitals and you've been going through a very interesting time there, or if you've had a family member die to COVID, you are welcome to get free RTT. We're doing a group of sessions for people that have had this experience and want to release the emotional trauma from it. So again, if you want to get more details on that, again, reach out to Nishi at hello at livelycommunityfoundation.org for that as well. And of course, if you know anyone else that goes through something around COVID and they could benefit from that service, please send them our way. You can also see over on my Instagram at Jess C as in Cookie Lively. You can see there I have the EWB square. So you can send them that information if you just want to forward it on to maybe a friend or family member that doesn't really know about us, but gives them the information so they can reach out if they want to. All right. So that's all the updating. My goodness, I've been doing more quote unquote work than I have been doing for many, many months in a sense. Like Bali was lovely, but difficult to do time zone wise. But here being in Honolulu, It is so much easier to communicate with our team and also do the coaching in the evenings. It's like my soul planned it. It's like my inner being had this in mind all along. Of course, my mind had no idea what was happening next, but I have flowed to the perfect place to do all of these many assorted different aspects. And it's really feeling like this is the perfect thing for us as a team to be doing right now. It's been so special to be able to connect with so many people and just be able to offer so many things in a perfectly aligned time for so many people, like the ability to use the Emotional Wellbeing Brigade in this way, the ability for IVFT beta training to start now when people are doing it, electing to do it during a time where they hopefully have a schedule that supports this because we're going to be doing it in a very condensed fashion, which people can do at this time because of the current situation. By the way, this topic today, I was kind of in between, do I do a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo inner voice channeling for you like I've done in months past, or do I do a talking episode with you? And the Michaela vote was for the talking episode and in the COCO and the collective collective yesterday, the majority was to do the talking episode. So I'm going to speak with you guys, just sharing some perspectives that I've noticed over the last week that I think will help you potentially as well. And then we have the collective coming on next week. So don't worry with collectives coming on. Very excited about that topic that we're going to be sharing that will also align to what's going on in our reality right now. But today, today, Today I'm gonna talk to you and I'm really excited. What I've noticed when I was going through this last week or the week before and what many people may have also done themselves is rush to find how to deal with this. This is unprecedented times. And what I observed was that my mind wanted to go to, what does Eckhart say? Eckhart Tolle, what does Abraham Hicks say? What does the collective say? And so I went and I was just so excited for them to release their points of view on this. I wanted the enlightened consciousness or the beyond the mind consciousness because it's very easy to read the news. It's very easy to read many mental opinions on the subjects. But of course, I wanted to find beyond the mind point of view, the beyond the mind wisdom to be shared on this topic as well. And what was so fascinating, I'll share about each of them. They just stayed the same, guys. 
How fascinating. If you want to hear Eckhart Tolle's approach to this whole thing, he did a YouTube video. I think he has more to come as well, but his first one as of me recording this episode for you is on YouTube. So you can go over to Eckhart, find his channel, and you can hear his response. But of course he says, go to the deeper eye, get out of the mind. He going into deep presence. Then when you went to Abraham Hicks, what does Abraham Hicks have to say? You run over to their side of the world and the internet's they have a new thing, by the way, called Abraham Now, which is kind of in a sort of way. It's not really the same, but it's kind of like the Collective Collective. They're doing an online version because their live workshop format is not allowed in group settings at the moment. So they're doing this three times a week for three months, I think it is. It's called Abraham Now. It's very cool. Astro's channeling in front of a video camera so you can hear them. And they've done two or three by the point of this episode airing, but you could still join if you want and pay for the service if it's appealing. But I can tell you the gist of what they're saying so far. The same stuff. They're saying don't focus on what you don't want to expand. Focus on your own wellness. The well-being of the planet is far greater than the non-well-being on the planet, etc. So they still, their message didn't change. Collective, same, going into the heart, like getting in there. Then even me, after I figured out like my own balance point in all of this, go into your inner voice. What does your inner voice say for you? It's right for you. That was my episode last week. So funny enough, <laughs> all the points of view from beyond the mind, the eternal teachings, stay eternal, even in a pandemic, even in a world situation that's unlike anything we've ever experienced before, the people or spirits or non-physical entities teaching from beyond the mind still haven't changed. But how comforting is that? In a way, that's the most comforting thing I can ever imagine as we're having to do things like social distancing and close down economies and do all this crazy stuff that we've never had to do as a species before on the planet, the teachings from beyond the mind remain they're eternal. They keep lasting. And if it can work in this scenario like now, it gives me even more confidence personally for the future as well. Like whatever comes up in the future, the next time something new and unusual happens and I want to run around like a chicken with my head cut off and go, what's going on? The answer is the same. We're here. Eckhart says, go to the deeper eye. Abraham says, you get what you focus on. So choose wisely. <laughs> Collective says, get into your heart me go into your inner voice get the guidance from your inner voice in terms of how to deal with it for you <sighs> so cool so anyways that was kind of an interesting observation and also i can say for me i spent the last week talking to about 12 to 15 different friends literally from around the world like i have a friend i spoke to who's italian living in paris in quarantine i talked to a australian friend that's trapped in india with visa things trying to figure out whether he's going to stay or come back to australia i talked to an australian staying in bali actually two australians staying in bali one canadian staying in bali I talked with some Australians in Australia that left Bali, <laughs> some Australians that stayed in Australia the whole time. So a lot of Australians. Yes, I get that's true. Um, also, Americans of all sorts. I've talked to Americans in South Africa. I've talked to Americans in America. I've talked to South Africans in Australia or in other countries. And then I've talked to Scottish friends in London. I just so many different people. And what was so apparent from this rather Western slanted, because that's just been the people that I've met through my travels over the last four years. But like it was a pretty global point of view and perspective on a lot of what's going on right now. So it's not just a limited perception to one locality in the world. But what I noticed was every single friend I spoke to about the situation had their own point of view on the situation. 
And every single friend I talked to, with their point of view, thought that other people's point of views were limited. So they each perceived that they had a better perspective on the situation than other people did. So if someone in Bali that was choosing not to freak out and kind of live their life as normal thought that, let's say, another part of the world that was turning their lives upside down was overreacting, then there were Americans in America feeling like if you weren't doing anything different and you're staying in Bali and not changing, they're not acting enough. If you're someone that believed in a conspiracy theory, you're thinking that there is greater forces at play that are trying to control our sovereignty and force certain things into our reality. If the person was super into, you know, I don't know, like the woo-woo, they were just wooing out, (laughs) not worried about it at all. If they were someone that was prone towards some type of stress, they would get stressed. Anyone that had money issues, oh, those money issues came up. Anyone's issues were just their own perception applied to the situation. And it was so interesting for me to see that, you know, even the person in Europe that was in Paris, it's Italian, like so interesting to see that that person's point of view on border control in Europe was changing as a result of all of this stuff, but actually not that dramatically from that person's point of view before. So what I realized is, yeah, we think we have this kind of limited scope. We don't realize how limited our scope is. And until you listen to 12 to 15 different points of view around the world, and you're like, wait, how can they all feel so confident about their point of view, but that all the different points of view are so contrasting to each other? So interesting. And it just showed me so clearly the fact that Abraham's been saying all along, and even Eckhart and everyone that's in line, we create our own reality, even amidst a pandemic that's hitting the world in a way we've never experienced before, that for me is just showing me, oh my goodness, if this is supposed to be the most, let's say for lack of a better way, unifying experience, not a positive unifying experience, but experience that's unifying in its own unique way, nonetheless, around the world, The points of view of each individual are so related to their own individual viewpoints, mindsets, personal experiences, and cultural biases. And I'm just watching that going, wow, here we are supposedly going through the same thing more than ever before, but all the points of view are still distinct and personal to the person. So I just want to share this because it's become so clear to me and hopefully this will bring some awareness or insight for you too. And of course, as always, it's a buffet. Take what you like and resonates for you. Leave the rest. Some of it will relate. Maybe some of it won't. That's okay. And even some of this might not sink in right now, but later on you might go, oh yeah, I remember just saying that and I thought she was crazy before. And now I'm starting to get it a bit more. But let me just share this. You guys have heard me talk about the human cell theory. I'm just kind of calling it that now because I've said it enough times but didn't ever have a real name for it. But let's just say, I even mentioned it last week. The easiest way to start grasping the deeper awarenesses as we keep going in our progression is to think of each person like a cell in the body. So there's the body and there's potentially trillions of cells in the body. Well, the human species, the race of humans, let's say there's 7 billion humans roughly on the planet for the sake of this conversation, we'll just say it's 7 billion. That's like 7 billion cells in the human body, the human race being the body. 
What I'm noticing is that each cell, each person in the human race is seeing this experience from their own perspective, but they have this illusion. They have this thought that they're seeing it more objectively than anyone else is. So like I said, if someone thinks that people are overreacting, that's because they're not choosing to overreact. If people are reacting in a very strong way, they're very upset at people that aren't reacting in the same strong way that they are. It's so interesting because the mind wants to judge people's perceptions as right or wrong. But once you go higher, you just see so clearly what I'm looking at. Okay, let's go to the cells. The cells, a cell in the body has that little membrane. It has that little cell wall. It's like a little blob. And you can even look at the mitochondria within the cell as a little solid little, let's say little solid object is, you know, in there. And then we've got the little, I don't know, the fluids. This is not, biology is not my forte, but I can say there's like the stuff inside the cell. Then there's the cell membrane. That's kind of that cell wall. Now, what I see in people right now, to give an analogy to this, is that everyone is in their own cell membrane. Now, a way of looking at that is a torus field. You can Google that if you want to go into that kind of stuff, but there's an electromagnetic field emanating around all of us. Now, that can be considered a torus field. Now, don't worry if you don't know what a torus field is. Think of it another way. We could say an aura, if you will, but don't think of it as like this woo-woo fairy thing, but like just imagine this little bubble of yourself that you're in, the Taurus field, this energetic field. Now, another way, if you really want to get simplistic with it, all of these analogies are just trying to help you to visualize something in your mind, but you could think of it as simply as a hamster ball. You know, those little hamster, when I had little dwarf hamsters, they would have this little plastic ball and you put them inside and they could run around, but you could always find them easily because they were in the ball. So they didn't get into little corners you couldn't get them out of. So think of everybody in their little bubble. You could think of it as a bubble, a hamster ball, a torus field, auric field, whatever you want to call it, electromagnetic field, whatever you want to say. But it's easier for your mind to grasp it as a solid object, like this whole plastic hamster ball thing. But imagine that. If you're inside one of those or a cell inside the cell membrane, if the cell is like the mitochondria looking out into the body, the cell is in the body, right? The cells are in the body. The human body cells are inside of a body, but each cell has that membrane. And if the mitochondria, for example, is acting as our analogy, our our body, it's looking into the cell membrane to see through it into the greater whole. I hope this is making sense, but basically what I want to say is that people cannot see outside of their own cell. They can't see outside their own membrane. If you are a hamster in the ball, you cannot see anything. You think you see like the living room that you're running around in. You think you see the bathroom that your ball that you're running into. You think you see all this stuff, but if you're in a blue ball, like I think we used to have a blue, this is like when I was right after graduating college, I had these hamsters. I think we had a clear ball, but we might've also had a blue ball. Let's just imagine a blue ball, right? If you're in the hamster ball and it's blue, you're gonna look at the bedroom, you're gonna look at the bathroom, you're gonna look at every room you ever could run around in, but everything's going to look blue. Let's say you stayed in that hamster ball your entire hamster life. You would be convinced that you see the reality of the house that you're living in, but you would also be convinced everything is blue because you would never have gotten out of your own bubble, your own ball, to see that there are so many other colors in this objective reality because your own reality is so colored by the blue plastic that you're constantly surrounded by. So yes, are you looking on to the greater house? 
certainly you are, you are. You're totally looking at the house, but you're never able to go beyond your own perception of the bubble that you're within. So the cell in the body can be looking around at the other cells in the body, but it's always gonna have its own membrane and limiting what it sees or shifting what it sees or creating the perception of what it sees. So when I think about my friends and I call them all and I ask them how they're doing and how they're viewing this, each person is in their own bubble, having no idea that their bubble is coloring the reality that they're living in. They're all creating their own reality. So every cell in the body is creating its own perception of what the reality of being in the body is like, but none of the cells in their cell membranes can get beyond it. They can't feel or see or sense the full body in their minds. Now, this is where I'm actually off-roading here from my actual original point. I actually believe that going into the inner voice or going into a channeled state or like those perspectives that are higher than the mind, those are from a perspective of knowing the body as a whole and from that wholeness coming in a peaceful, deep and loving way, bringing that peace and awareness from the whole body in a more direct way into the cell. But as long as the mind is the one operating, The cell of the human is limited to the membrane that it's within. And so what's very interesting right now is the consciousness of the planet as a general whole is growing. And what's also very interesting is there's kind of, I've said this before too, this other concept and framework, it's kind of useful for the minds. There's pre-sensitive, sensitive, and trans-sensitive. I've shared this a long time ago, but Dory, who I'm staying with here in Honolulu, remembers it and reminds me of it all the time. So basically, things like energy or empathy or awareness, there's kind of this unawareness, unconsciousness. And then there's like, that's the unsensitive. Even you could say like food sensitivities. When I was going through those years ago, I remember like, let's say for me, 2017, Oh my gosh, that year I was so aware of people's energies, of the world's energies, of food sensitivities, etc. So I went from being unaware to very aware and very sensitive. But thankfully, I wanted to get beyond it. I didn't want to stay in the sensitivity world. I wanted to become what I called transensitive. So yes, I could understand that certain things were energetically different. I could understand that people's energies were different, but I didn't want to stay in a place where I was limited to eating certain foods or I was limited to hang out with certain people because I would be so sensitive and so affected by them. I wanted to find a way to find my own stability within my own awareness so that I could enjoy the foods. Like for example, I remember cheese and dairy and eggs being something that would make my skin break out. My hormones go really off balance. I didn't want to stay in that limited place of sensitivity. I recognized that it was there for that time, but I didn't want to stay the rest of my life not eating gorgeous eggs and gorgeous cheese. Like I wanted to be able to enjoy the fruits of this planet as long as I was on it, if I was able to. I'd wanted to become transensitive. I wanted to be able to also be around people and not be so hypersensitive to the energies that they had. I wanted to find that well-being within myself so I could be around others and not be affected so strongly. Okay, so this transsensitive, if you're getting it, is to say it doesn't deny the sensitivities. It's just saying that you can see them but not be defined by them yourself. What I'm noticing on the planet right now is there's this awakening in each cell more than ever. 
doesn't mean it's most of the body yet, but a lot of the body is really waking up to the sensitivities. They're becoming very aware of the impact of themselves on the whole. They realize they're in a body, but they're not yet always aware of how to get beyond their mind and tap into the essence of the body. So they realize they're in a body, but they're still trapped in the cell membrane, in their minds, in their perceptions. And they're very, very, very sensitive right now and very, very stressed out in their minds by this new, you could almost call it to the mind, it would seem possibly like a burden, like, oh my gosh, what's happening right now is so many people are being affected by this. So many people are dying with this. So many people, the empathy overload of the sensitivity side of that scale, that center point is intense. For me in 2016, 17, 15, oh my goodness, to take on the pain of other people because I could feel it for the first time or one of the first and most awareness. That is extremely heavy as a burden to bear because at the same time that you can start sensing into these things, you don't have an ability to control the energy of another person. You can just sense the energy of another person, but you can't change their energy. They are a sovereign being. They have to change their own energy. But once you become sensitive, you start noticing the effects on yourself and you don't yet have the ability to allow them their experience while you stay in your own wellness. So what's happening is as the toe gets stubbed and is in pain, the eyeball is now in empathy and in pain. But if every part of the planet that is ultimately in well-being is in as much pain as the stubbed toe, the entire body's amount of pain would truly be unbearable to have the same amount of pain when you stub your toe in a really deeply painful way. I remember when I was very young, I dropped an Etch-a-Sketch. I was about five years old and I dropped an Etch-a-Sketch on my big toe. It split it open. I was screaming bloody murder. I had to get, um, my parents had to rush me to the hospital. It was like six in the morning. It was extremely painful because it was like a two or three pound weight dropped on this little five-year-old big toe. It was so painful. If everyone on the planet, if every cell in my body felt the pain that my toe felt, I don't even know that my body could have survived that amount of pain in every single cell. But there are so many cells right now that are feeling the pain of others and in doing so aren't yet able to maintain their own well-being. But that's where we're growing into so it's okay. There's nothing wrong with people that are going through that. That's like saying there's something wrong with a teenager being a teenager. There's nothing wrong with that. We just keep growing. And what will happen in the transsensitive, it doesn't mean you ever, ever, ever block the pain of another person. It never means you deny the pain of the stubbed toe. But the eyeball then realizes in a transsensitive state, its best use for the body is to be calm and in wellness because it's not stubbed right now. It's not in pain. And the last thing the eyeball needs, if it ever got something stuck in the eye, is the toe feeling the pain that the eye is feeling, vice versa. And ultimately, the more well-being tapped into by each cell, the better the well-being of the body as a whole. What this does is it starts to include compassion. Compassion is different than empathy. Empathy is in the sensitive state. 
but then eventually you find your own innate well-being within yourself while also being there for others. You stay in your wellness. You stay in your allowing. You know that that person is a sovereign being. You're not trying to negate anything, but you also have a sense of well-being also that you can see for that person. It doesn't mean that this moment in their life is not in pain, but you don't need to look at that as a defining characteristic of their entire lives or if they're at the end of their life. It does not define them. Oh, the compassion. And then from that compassionate state, we can tap in. We can go beyond our own little bubbles, our own little hamster bubbles. We pop out. We go to the inner voice. We go to the greater awareness that's beyond the hamster bubble, beyond the cell membrane. And we ask the whole body as a whole, the part of us that's connected to the body realization and say, how would you have me help? How can I help the toe right now? What would you have me do? The cell can ask for guidance. The cell's mind can ask for guidance. Where to direct the mind? Where should the mind go help, if at all? Maybe it's just to be well. Maybe it's just to, as I've seen Sherry from Young House Love, put little prisms on the trees. They've been Clorox wiping little prism balls that are catch the light for different people's houses. They're very inexpensive, but they add rainbows all around the room. And people have been sharing little signs outside for people on walks to take their own if they'd like to. And they've Cloroxed them, so they're all clean. But they're there for people to spread the joy. Maybe that's something that people would do. Or someone that loves to sew, wants to sew those fabric masks as they're doing. I've seen that also online. Or if you're a DIYer and you want to send off some new unused painting masks, that's great. For me, I know my cell, my cell, my cell, my cell, my foundations, my beautiful gift. When the fires come up in Australia or the, the COVID comes up now, we can help people release the emotional trauma. Because as much as those physical needs are so important right now, the long-term effects, the decades of effect is the emotional well-being. And that's not as focused on in the body right now. So that's where I'm going. And it feels so good. It means that I can be well where I am. And in my wellness, I can serve, I can help, I can be doing IVFT training and that can be going in, like some of the funds for that are going into the foundation, which is giving more RTT, which is giving more grants for people to do that, to help others to grow their own companies. And IVFT training is going to do the same thing, help people tap into their inner voice. And those people will have a new online business method of making money. It's a beautiful thing to be well and spread the well. And if you're a call to be the red blood cell, like the Red Cross, and you're there to go to those hospitals and to be that frontline worker, God bless you. May you be well. May you be healthy. May you be in compassion and see the wellness in those people beyond the disease as well. How beautiful. How beautiful. So basically, going back to all of this, we think we see observable facts, like so many people died today, or it's going to go, well, first of all, facts are not the future. The now projected into the future, the, all that stuff, that is a guess. That is not a reality until it has been in the now. That is not a reality. You have to look at where is the now. And also, do the things. I'm not saying don't do the things, but I'm just saying when we think we see observable facts, we have to recognize those facts are then immediately interpreted if it's from the brain, if it's from the mind, subjectively by the cell membrane. The minds can't get out of themselves. 
So they're only going to see it by their own conditioning, their own point of view. They're going to decide whether the observable fact is good or bad or otherwise from a mental perspective. We cannot expect the mind, the brain, physical brain, to pump the blood. That's the heart's job. It's not here to see it from the bigger perspective. The mind is not here. It's not its job to be the body. The cells, mitochondria is not the job to be the body. It's a part of the body, yes, but it is not the body. You have that inner voice that is connected to the entire body of well-being. The body of well-being that doesn't die, by the way. As the cells grow and die, the cells grow and die, the cells grow and die in the body, the body lives for a very long time despite the cell turnover. It's beautiful. That's where it knows it's well. It's well, it's well. And even creation itself, maybe this form of physical creation, maybe it doesn't last forever. Maybe it does. I don't, I have, my mind could have no concept of that. But all I know is the inner voice always says, always says, always says, all is well, all is well, all is well. If you ask your inner voice the same, I wonder what you'll find as well. So, what I basically noticed is we can only perceive within our own bubble. So we are creating our own reality within this group scenario. So it's kind of like we're all wearing virtual glasses, which actually I keep thinking to myself, this is like where virtual reality is going to take a huge jump in the future because everyone's at home. Why not be at least at a virtual coffee shop or meeting people virtually in a way that feels real? But anyways, imagine kind of Matrix style. We're all in the bathtub of goo <laughs> plugged in or we're all wearing the virtual glasses, whatever you want to look at it as. We're really living more like that than I think we have perceived before. But it's starting to become so true for me. So what's so empowering with that too, by the way, is that if we are perceiving within our own bubble, we are creating our own personal reality within the larger whole. And it's then our choice. How do we want to create within this larger whole? And we can obviously, I would suggest, because it feels good most of the time, to go to that inner voice level and ask how it wants to create through us. But we can also do it with the mind either way. Either way, it works. But it's so nice to know, okay, this is happening technically sort of to everyone. But everyone's point of view and everyone's impact is so unique to them. And again, you can look at those observable facts. You can say so many people and the market's down and blah, blah, blah. You can look at all of this. But there's so many ways to look at that too individually within you. Ask what that means for you. Ask how this is guiding you. This is all about flow, right? We've been talking about that for, it feels like decades, but it's only been a few years. This is actually allowing an unprecedented shift to happen in the macrocosm of economies and of the planet and of how we react to things going forward and also within our own personal cell membranes, within our own lives. The amount of shakeup in this can be truly profound. What you can choose to do with this, if you would like to, is recognize What's in alignment is likely what's still in alignment in the now moment is probably getting stronger than ever. I have a friend, Rachel. She and her husband have two kids. They're at home right now, constantly kind of on lockdown in Australia. She was saying, Jess, the other day, I looked over and I looked at my husband. And I just said, it's like we're just married again. It's like before when we were dating. 
the only they have kids now. They've been rushing and running. She said, we've always been high-fiving each other out the door because of so much stuff going on in their lives. But they said now that they're slowing down and they're just with each other, it's like they're dating again. Only now they have a family at the same time. What was good and strong has become even stronger. And I can also imagine if people have been running from breaking up <laughs> and now they're in quarantine with their partner, that's probably potentially more difficult if that is an alignment to them to change that situation. It's probably more difficult to be with this person. If your job is on making you unhappy, odds are it's not necessarily going that great. Or if it is, so be it. There's more awareness. Either way, there's just more awareness for us and the team. It's almost as though this remote community, this remote team, the inner voice guidance to go inside yourself instead of into the world and the external reality to find peace feels pretty perfect for right now. It's serving so well. It's getting even stronger. It's so beautiful to see that this is an opportunity to pivot, to strengthen the aligned things, and also the gift to help you let go of what no longer serves. How beautiful to let go of what no longer serves. Don't fight it. Oh my goodness, this is such a surrender experiment moment. If your career goes into the shitter, if you go and it gets bad, Ask your inner voice, is this bad? Is this the end of the world that my mind thinks it is? What about our money? What about our finances? What about the job? What about the fact that the company needs to close for X amount of time? What about it? What about about it? Just ask, 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 ask. This can be done in a beautiful way if we flow with it, or it can be done kicking and screaming if our mind does not want to move in the direction of the inner voice. It truly is the free will that we have. The awareness that we are has the free will to listen to the mind and stay in the cell membrane and stay in the walls and the confinement that it's in without even realizing it. Or it can surpass the whole thing and go straight to the inner voice. I'm amazed that my own personal life, my mind could have told me or a mind could have looked at me and gone, well, this is a time for Jess Lively's life to fall into <laughs> through the cracks, not having a house, traveling nomadically around the world. I flowed beautifully without thinking about it. I mean, like obviously I made the choice to buy the plane ticket, et cetera. All that stuff did happen in the mind to help facilitate the typing and buying the ticket and picking the plane and all that stuff. But the choice was actually my inner voice telling me to listen and surrender. And what happened was an invitation to Honolulu to stay in this beautiful guest house. I had forgotten how perfect this guest house even is. It has laundry and a little kitchenette. All I remember was the bed and a little bit of the decor. But I'm perfectly placed in a space that the time zones work to work with you guys. It was beautiful. I can go out into nature because we're still allowed to walk outside. So I just, my new alignment time has not been cafes. It's been walking in nature and seeing the sunrise or the sunset. <sighs> Even without a home, I had a home. Even without knowing what would happen in the future, my inner voice took care of me. It's doing the same for us. Everyone, it's doing the same. If we just tap in where it is, we just have to go beyond the cell membrane of the mind's limitations and go straight to the source beyond the mind. It's so beautiful. One other thing I wanted to share is more a topic that Eckhart Tolle in the Costa Rica event to, I went, the event I went to in Costa Rica with Eckhart Tolle a few years ago, it just had this beautiful moment I want to share with you guys too, is something I've thought so much about and makes so much sense to me right now more than ever. 
He talked about psychological fear versus common sense. So basically, think of it like a hot stove, right? The hot stove, we think, because of how most humans have been trained, to fear touching the hot stove. Don't touch the stove. It gets hot. You could get hurt, right? There's usually this kind of urgency or fear around it that you get taught to avoid the stove, have fear of the stove. Don't touch it. You could get hurt. Eckhart says there's a difference between psychological fear and common sense. You can tell someone not to touch the stove because it's hot and you will get hurt from a common sense perspective, or you can instill fear in someone being afraid of a hot stove. He goes, there's never a need for psychological fear. Common sense, sure, but not psychological fear. So when it comes to things like social distancing, quarantining, et cetera, et cetera, all of the stuff that we're now dealing with, there is a difference between doing what's common sense, like not touching people, not going out in public if that's the rules, like following the rules of the environment you're within, obviously, those are common sense, follow the rules. But there doesn't need to be the psychological fear around it. Okay, do what the rules say. And there doesn't need to be a sense of fear. I don't need to be afraid to be outside. I'm allowed to be outside. It's fine in the context of the environment I'm in. I don't need to be afraid. I don't have to touch anyone. And I don't need to be afraid. There's a difference between being afraid of getting a virus and using the common sense protocol to avoid getting a virus. That has been so liberating to not buy into psychological fear, but to acknowledge, acknowledge the common sense rules, fine. And they're not even rules, they're just guidelines. But yes, allow them, that's fine. But you don't have to have the fear. And that's become more clear to me than ever before. So there you guys have it. I hope this is useful in some way for you. And just know, We're all in this together. We're all in the human body together, but each cell is within its own membrane. And that's the beauty. So within the whole, we also are in our own sovereignty. We have our own membrane. We have our own ability to create our own reality. And when you see the things go well and get even better, embrace them. And when things seem like they're falling apart, please ask your inner voice, is this actually serving me in some way? If so, how? What would you want me to do next and next and next? This is not trying. The inner voice is never trying to hurt or harm us. It's the whole body being within itself and within each individual cell. And that transensitive, that compassion and wellness for the whole while being in your own sovereign wellness, how beautiful. And what a better place to see all of this play out than right now. Thank you so much for listening. And if you know anyone that might enjoy this, feel free to share it with them. And if you want to see what I'm up to on Instagram, you can find me at Jesse as in Cookie Lively. Until next time, may something wonderful happen to you today.